Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Bet responsibly. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out, I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Welcome, sports fans. Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg Sports, the show where we go over some football, Wisconsin sports, and anything in between. One of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with the Touchdown King, Monte Ball. Allegedly. (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm... I mean, there's no other, there's, there's, there's no better way to, 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 to put it, except I'm just, I'm, I'm freaking thrilled, freaking thrilled that we're, we're literally, we're, we're in, we've already started the season of college football. Um, and I'm excited. I'm thrilled. This is, this is the fun, obviously, and it feels right around the corner. So I can't, why wouldn't I not be happy? How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty good. Lots of life changes. Lots of, uh, I mean, obviously you can see I'm not in my same setup. This is what you're getting for, a week ish uh while I'm getting moved. So lots of things changing, but we're gonna try to try to re- keep some shows going recording. And right. we are where we are. So you know it is exciting going into UW football season, especially after last year's debacle and there's no other way to describe it what happened. 
you go from such high and elation and honestly playoff hopes you had playoff hopes to mm-hmm. then play a stretch of football that is some of the worst badger football that I can remember um it's exciting and it, you get a tough test with Penn State right away it's what you need as right a away. big program so you know what are you looking forward to this weekend yeah yeah i think it's i think you said it perfectly and i'm glad we're kind of jumping right into it because you know, let's let's just let's strike while the iron's hot. Again, it's college football season's already started, so let's go ahead and go with it. Penn State versus Wisconsin. Obviously, Badger fan, of course. I'm looking for Badgers to start fast. The Badgers to start fast. We gotta play faster football. We really do. We gotta react faster, move faster, play more sound, and just become that feared team that we used to be about seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. We need to get back to that. Penn State, historically speaking, always does a really good job of recruiting a good front seven on defense. They do a great job of being stout in the front seven, and meaning they're thick, thick guys up there, beefy. They play sound football, meaning they cover their assignments. They do what they're supposed to do. They scrape over the top. If they're supposed to be there, they're there. And so for me, I always mention that because Wisconsin, speaking about last year and the year before, some young players, we tend to we get in those moments where we get a lot of penalties, where we start really shooting ourselves in the foot. And that's going to be the deciding factor, in my opinion, of this game. I think the team that has the least amount of penalties is going to win this game because on paper, both teams look about the same. It's going to come down to who plays the smartest. I mean, and again, that's not rocket scientist, but it's just, I think a really strong emphasis on this game for that. And it, it's interesting. You talk about the Penn state front seven. I think that that's um, somewhat overlooked when you talk about Penn state right. football team, uh, especially they always, always have a linebacker that is NFL quality and really, really good NFL quality. We're not just talking, right you know, uh, somebody who's out there on defense actually playing. We're talking about stars. They always yeah. have a star on their defense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why they've been linebacker you forever. For as long as I can remember, they've had them. So, and that's, that's true. That's what you need. That's what you need if you're going to play in this Big Ten. And the Badgers, as you stated, are young. I think they had a, a lot of learning last year, but how much did they take away from that and how much did they right. chalk it up to it was the last season it was covid um to go from that illinois game of last year to then the bottom i mean even that minnesota game where they won and we couldn't believe that they won because they did not play well to go from that high that you were experiencing to the lowest of the lows and it happened after a covid outbreak I hope that there was a lot of learning and a lot of self-reflection in that building. Exactly. That's actually a really good point because, again, when we, we yeah, when we talk about this young team, we have to talk about the pandemic because that presented, obviously, that brought upon more problems or, or a different season, I'll, I want to yeah. say. Some of these young players who may have came in as a freshman last year didn't have the opportunity of playing in front of full-capacity stadiums if – some stadiums even had fans in them at the time. Um, more times than not, I think a majority of the time, yeah, there were no fans in the stadiums. So some of these young guys didn't get the full 
shebang in a sense. They didn't get the full experience of playing Saturday night football in a big time on primetime television, etc. I mean that that brings more anxieties, more stressors, all of the above. Uh I mean we could go ahead and talk about well we'll get into that game a little later here, but but yeah, let's stay on the Penn State Wisconsin game. What I'm looking forward to, man, is is again these young guys who didn't have that opportunity to play in front of fans are going to play in front of fans this year, and hopefully that does not rattle them. That being our Wisconsin cats cannot get rattled. They're young, but we are bringing back Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, who they both were injured last year. I would I would say they're both some big time leaders on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defense, we just need some people to step up. We need a leader on the defensive side because we lost some we lost some guys over there. We did. Um, I'm 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 really looking for Scott Nelson. I, I I liked that kid. I liked him. I liked him last year. Safety. You you're looking for him this year. I'm looking. For, I'm looking for. Yeah. Because yeah. Did didn't he? No, I think he's still there. Or did he leave? Mm-mm. Nope, you're right. He's still there. It was a yeah. It was somebody else uh, who was a safety transferred, and I can't remember. Why can I not remember his name? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking for Nelson. I'm looking for Nelson, Nelson to he... have another big season. Man, well, he played well. How do you? What are you expecting out of Ches Malusi? I mean, there's there's a lot of big unknowns with this team. It's a lot of young players, and now you Dang. have another running back transferred. Don't know a lot about him. What are you thinking? Yeah, well, here's the thing. We got again. You got Gary Brown, who is the now the new running backs coach for the Badgers. Came from Dallas Cowboys. Coach Darren McFadden again. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, um, I'm, I'm losing one. McFadden, Ezekiel Elliott, and Demarco Murray. Yeah, coach those three. Um, now here's the thing, you know, were they just raw talent? Were those guys just going to be good at any team they landed on in the league because of this raw God-given talent? Who knows? Or was it obviously Gary Brown's coaching that, you know, made them the dominant running backs during their times uh, in the NFL? We don't know that, but I guess in the same breath, I will say that running backs coach coming into a true running back system which Cowboys is too but coming into a true running back system in NCAA I will say that Malusi is in good hands I will meaning Gary Brown decided to obviously choose Malusi over top of Jalen Berger I'm going to trust him on that decision and so for Malusi I'm expecting for him to have some great some great runs outside zone I think would be huge because the setup the play action for Mertz and Danny Davis and Pryor Obviously, the tight ends as well, Ferguson. So I'm really, really looking forward to some heavy outside zone. Make this bad boy look just like the Cowboys offense. And I think that we can really have some success. That run game coordination has to be on point. And that's something that they were missing from the offense last year was the running back who could take over games. I mean, you had Garrett Groshek, but then... And then Jalen Berger had flashes, but he didn't play a lot last year. Exactly. Uh, when we thought he was taking over a game, all of a sudden they'd set, sit him down. Mm-hmm. It was very frustrating to watch. It's going to be interesting to see how much Jalen has improved as a backup, but also yeah. what you get out of Chess. I mean, 
this offense can support two running backs that are playing oh, yeah. a lot, obviously. I mean, that's how it's been for a long time. Um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. And I agree with you. Gary Brown is exciting. It's, he's an exciting he coach. Um, what you, we've seen from him has been nothing but good things, right? And it's I'm not just talking about like, you know, you get to see the good sides of people and what they present, but it's mm-hmm. what he's coaching and how he's coaching it, it seems to be back to building yourself up, ready for that, and not yeah. resting on your laurels with your talent. I'll, so, I'll agree with that. And I think, again, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I love what you, when you mentioned this is a young team. Some of these guys we really haven't seen play really, really at all. I mean, maybe a couple snaps last year, but you really can't. You really can't get enough judgment of their play off of those plays um you know if they're going to be consistent or not or if they're going to be able to replicate those same plays from last year so mm-hmm. for me i guess we can obviously talk about the things that we do know which is obviously we got jimmy lander defensive coordinator or on the other side of the ball obviously defense wins championships that is a huge plus and i think that he's obviously going to do a phenomenal job because again this, the more and more we talk about jimmy lander the more and more people who tap into our show and listen to us talk about the badges you will continuously hear us harping on how well Jimmy Leonard does after halftime, that defense, those defense adjustments, mm-hmm. the defense adjustments during halftime are huge. And we really want for people to take note of that this year. So we got that. Biggest question is where does coach Chris fall in all of this? He's the head coach. Of course, last year, I think the last two years, he was sort of wearing the OC hat at the same time as the head coach hat at the time, two years ago, it was Rudolph coach Rudolph coach Rudy. We call him who was my tight ends coach from Oh nine to 12 uh, before he took off to pit, but he was the OC, but has now been crowned the run game coordinator with coach Chris as the head coach. Who's the offensive coordinator? The actual title. Um, I thought it was still Rudolph. So I ch- right because I checked. I checked just recently. Maybe I overlooked it. But I guess essentially that's not really the biggest thing. I guess what I'm really getting at here is we know that I guess Coach Chris is going to be still having his fingers in the offensive play calls. As Rudolph is the is it still listed as? Okay. Does it say run game coordinator? Just offensive as well. Hmm. That's I saw it say right now, but it might also okay. say run game. So I guess what we're doing, I guess what it is, is Coach Chris, Coach Rudolph, and Gary Brown, who is the running backs coach. All three are essentially heavily focused on being the run game coordination team, meaning. Running inside, running outside, setting up the play action. How are we going to set the play action up and make sure it's a hit? I, I, I like that team. So obviously we can we can we can say that that's what we do know. You got Bob Bostad coaching the linebackers. He's a very aggressive coach. He was coaching the offensive line my years of running the football. Very very aggressive guy. That's what the defense needs. Absolutely. Biggest question mark is just Mertz. Mertz has got to take that next step. If Mertz right. takes the next step, we crack top 10. Mertz, if Mertz takes that next step, we crack top 10 for sure. 
What do you see that next step sure. is? I mean, we've talked about this before, but I still... Right. Do you feel right. a little differently what that next step could be, or do you feel the same? Honestly, I think we're... And, and we're going to get into this when we talk about the Minnesota-Ohio State game, but watching how Ohio State or how Minnesota played Ohio State is, is giving me a little bit more hope for the Badgers when it comes to, okay, Ohio State, they can bleed. And they showed that. Granted, it's first game of the season, but they were bleeding badly during that game, um, which is obviously good for us if we meet them in the Big Ten Championship mm-hmm. game. Biggest step for me, in my opinion, for Mertz would be um, just just be confident, more confidence. I need to see more confidence. I need to see more of his like demand more from your players. And and how do you see that? I, I'm not really sure how you see that, but I want to see him take that next step of being a vocal leader, be that person. Obviously, make the plays. All leaders need to make the plays, but I want to see that. I want to see him carry himself with more confidence, almost like an arrogant swag, not not like cocky or being being an a hole, but like a Trevor Lawrence cockiness, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I need yeah, to see that. I need to see that. Um, I do. What, what What do you think? I need to see some better pre-snap reads. I need to see some anticipation and a lot less reacting. Like there is room to react and make right. second uh, chance plays happen. Right? Make you see, you look at your two reads, you break the pocket, and then all of a sudden it's a free play. Figure out what you can do. But when he was throwing it to his first read and they were open last year. He was waiting for them to get open. He was not anticipating them getting open. And that led to a lot of the struggles in the passing game. So that's what I need to see is some more anticipation and some more trust of the scheme. I'd love to see some more creativity from the play calling. We talked about that last week Mm -hmm. in the the route tree and how you utilize the route trees uh, on plays, getting your space. Right. And then um, also, you know, that'll help your run game a lot. And just seeing the one back take this job over, that would be huge. Um, it would be. You know, the last, the last transfer that I can remember that was starting running back was Brian Calhoun, and that worked out for the Badgers in a big way that year. So we'll see. I I got high hopes from Lucy. Uh, obviously, he he did fine at Clemson in some big games. You know, right. he has that experience. So he's got the speed. He can carry that, hopefully he can carry that over. Right. He's got the speed. He's what, most definitely got the speed. What do you I think, predict the final score to be? Mm, real quick before we get to that final score, I want to ask you a question about when you mentioned um about Mertz. Mertz being late on those throws and stuff. Do would you would you say that that, you know, prior and Davis's injuries, them being out had a lot to do with that? quarterback receiver timing you know that's something i possibly it 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 did seem like he took a big step backwards when it it did uh, they got hurt and you could see it in the offense too receivers weren't necessarily getting very good separation right but you there were times where it was wide open and he because he was late on the pass it gave the dbs closing time Right. And that's why there was incompletions. So 
Did it have? Yes, it had an effect on it. It had definitely had an effect. But I think that uh, you know you can anticipate and help your receivers out, and I don't think that happened last year. So I mm-hmm. think maybe the receivers were helping him out in the first couple games, and that and that kind of hid how he was a little late making his decisions, which is okay. Right. He's a young quarterback. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to make mistakes. But if you want to see a team taking a step, you got to step up. You so, have to. And uh, let's let's not send hate to Graham Mertz on his no. Instagram account like we saw last year. Uh, Wisconsin fans, that's terrible. That's terrible. And that's that's, for that's any player. It's ridiculous. If you have something negative mm-hmm. to say about a player, don't tag them in whatever it is. Don't comment under a picture. Don't do anything. And uh, just vent. Vent about it exactly. online. But don't tag a player. Don't go into the comments. Don't respond to them while you're venting. Because you look like a clown. You look like you, a clown you, and a toddler. And that's coming from somebody who did that a few times. You do. You do. And then again, I, I'm paying attention. I'm just checking something right here that we're about to talk about here on my phone. But th- that's a that's a great point. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Let's all let's all remember here that these are kids. Yes. These are kids who are in school who just trying to make ends meet while studying, while taking tests and obviously enjoying the sport that they love. Let's always remember that. Um, but again, I understand that being a fan, you want your team to win and you, and you, and you know, there's nothing wrong with expecting for your team to win. But once you take that next step of reaching out and bashing them, like you've had plenty of time to kind of take a couple breathers before sending that off. Um, and you have better things to do with your life. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. But okay. So to answer your question, um, predicting the score, so the spread, let me mention the spread here real quick. So the spread they got Wisconsin only winning by around 5.5 points. They have Wisconsin favored though? Mm-hmm. Five, five, five and a half points, um, which we all understand five and a half points is obviously that's just one score. Um, well, one score will obviously shatter that, beat that. So my thing is I think they're, I think they're kind of correct. Um, when, we th- when we talk about Penn State, Wisconsin, if you look on paper, they're almost identical. They they really are. Um, because Penn State has some really good receivers as well, too. Um, so I will say this will be a pretty close, tight game. My prediction will be... Um, but yeah, my prediction, my prediction, I think, is going to be about 20, 24 Wisconsin. Um, 14. 14 Penn State. I, th- I, think that, I think that the spread is going to be a little wider. But... But I think it's the five point five is still a good spread. But I think it's just going to be a tad bit wider because I think our defense is gonna is gonna stop them um, more times than they have planned, of course. So fourteen to twenty, let's say fourteen twenty four. Yeah, fourteen twenty four Badgers. What you got? Well, as you know, I'm a big Wisconsin sports fan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I plan for the worst and hope for the best. So I'm going with the upset, and it's an upset in name only because Penn State's the, what, eighth-ranked team in the nation? So, you know, it's going to be a close game. It's a very tough matchup. We talked about that earlier. I'm actually going to go Penn State 30, Wisconsin 24. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that... Wait, wait, uh, can can you say that again? Penn State 30, Wisconsin 24. Penn State 30, Wisconsin 24. Okay. 
I'm going to hope that they win. I'm going to cheer for the Badgers and hope that I'm wrong. I want I want to eat my words, but I'm just preparing for it. Oh, Penn State's actually 19. Wisconsin. Yeah, I was like... I thought Penn yeah, State I was, was just, a top 10 team. Why did I think that? Uh-uh. I was literally just checking right now. <laughs> I was like, no, uh, yeah. But but no, but here's the thing. You're still not wrong, though. Obviously, you incorrect, but with that's still no one still knows. I mean, preseason rankings don't mean crap. That's right. Um, but you're you're still not wrong about the upset. So all the top what have yous out there, better people, all that jazz said this is the one game that if you if you are that person who likes to obviously bet on upset games, this is the upsetter. They said this is the one. Interesting. I get it. Many I mean, I get it. People got Penn State winning this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I hope I'm wrong. I hope they come out. I you know, one thing right. Coach Chris is amazing at is getting teams ready on a long layoff. When he has time to prepare, right. they play very, very well. I mean, you just have to look at the LSU game a couple years ago. Um True. So I hope yeah. I eat these words, but I'm okay. I got a question for you. Okay, what's the one thing that makes you? What's the one thing about this Badger team? And then we'll then we'll transition. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I got to ask you now. What's that one thing that makes you a little nervous? It, it makes Badger me a team? lot nervous, actually. That's offensive inconsistency. It's mm. not last year that their defense held up. Last year, their defense right. was very, very good. They did right. not lose games because of their defense. Mm-mm. Their offense needs to take a huge step, not just a big step, a huge step forward and be very consistent. That's the word. That just that worries me. That worries me yeah. beyond belief. It's the opposite when I talk to Packers, right? When I talk that, it's the defensive consistency because the offense is always there. But right. can the defense help that offense out? And they did last year. So that's the same question I have this year. And as That's, long as uh, Jimmy Leonard is a defensive coordinator, I exactly. am not going to question the Wisconsin Badgers defense. Exactly. That's a really good take, actually. And I, I'll agree with you on that one because, yeah, when we talk about Badger football, I mean, if you've listened to any of our episodes from the start to today, that is essentially what we've been talking about is Jimmy Leonard's defense has been consistent. You can rely on those halftime adjustments to be awesome mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. but. But offense, yeah, we lack consistency. We lack, and I think that's what I've been talking about all the time when I say we're not feared. I think during my years, even Jonathan Taylor's years, obviously more recent, they still didn't win, unfortunately, but they they were still putting you know some yards up on the board. I'll say that. Yeah, one <laughs> play, any any time from any spot right. in the field, they could score. Exactly, and, and obviously. Right, and obviously Melvin's years, James's years. So as you guys will know, um, I, I when I think about Wisconsin football, it, if I think about a certain time period, I, I have to think about the running back. <laughs> so I'm just going to go and say that James's I mean, years, Melvin's years. Football, though, when you talk <laughs> right? about a period of football, it's who was the starting running back? <laughs> who, who was the running back? Ron Dane and Michael even John Bennett, Clay. You, you have – AD for sure. Yeah, you got these, obviously, Calhoun, you got these teams, these offenses that were consistent. And, and and even though they probably still didn't win a lot, consistent as in, you know darn well, again, just like RJ stated, 
You know, you're 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 literally one play away from a 90 yard run. It's like I don't feel that anymore. Yeah, you're you're one play. I don't feel that anymore. From the like, entire air of momentum being yeah, and your hopes being taken <laughs> away. It didn't have to be a touchdown. It could be like right. I, you know, okay, I'm just, yes, this is going to seem like I'm just blowing smoke up you, but I remember the Purdue game. You guys were struggling, and it was at Purdue, and you had a run from the end zone where you were stopped for a safety. You broke, like, three tackles. Oh, yeah. For a first yeah. down, and after that, it was just domination. Like, that right. one play took I all remember their hopes too. and just crushed them, and then from that point forward, Wisconsin football dominated. Right. and. That's what we're looking for that hasn't been there for a few years. Yeah. And it does start up front at the offensive line. It's been really inconsistent too. So hopefully they True. can step up and continue True. on that, that tradition that's there. So I like that though. I, I, I like that because you're right. It, it it's when we the running backs would, would put it on your shoulders. Like I will make those plays to get rally this team. Um, that is Wisconsin football. Um, so yeah, we need those. We need a running back to step up and really carry that torch. So yeah, I'll agree to end this segment. Absolutely, consistency. We need that offense to be more consistent, mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily just saying home run plays because obviously you don't have a home run play every series. That's not that's not realistic. But at least the capability have yes. that. Just at least to make make sure the defense stays honest. Like, okay, we still have to honor this running back because he can take a 99 in the blink of an eye. That changes up their whole scheme. So we, we need that consistency. We need a player to step up. What running back are you <laughs> describing there? Because you're obviously not describing yourself. Most definitely not describing. My, my <laughs> longest run, my, I think my longest one was in that, I think in it was in that game. championship game, wasn't it? No, it was in that Purdue game. Was it really? In that same, in that same one, a 60-67 Six sixty-seven, I think. I yeah, it was yeah, yeah. The Nebraska Big Ten Championship, where you stiff arm that guy and to the ground and mm. scored that touchdown. I could be. I wrong. think that was only like fifty something. I'm pretty sure it was. The, it might have been. I think it's I think Purdue right. sixty-seven. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was never taking eighty, ninety. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I you think Malusi has the, breaths. That's for sure. Easily, <laughs> I think uh, Malusi has the capabilities of doing that. Obviously, yeah. JT did before, but yeah, that that opens up the playbook. So let's go. I got 20 exactly 24 to 14. I got the call for the Badgers. You got what was your score again? 30 to 24 Penn State. (laughs) I'm just until I see it, I'm not believing. And right. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah. It's just it's 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 this feeling in my gut that I always have (laughs) going into every every year with uh, no matter what sports team it it, it is. I'm I'm ready for the bottom to drop out. And that's just Wisconsin sports. And, you know, you would hope that the Bucks winning it all might take that away, but I'm a realist. I got you. And that's what I'm going to say. Final, final question, then we're for sure about to move on. But this, this is a quick one. All right. Um, for the Badgers season this year, because you just mentioned, and it just gave me an idea, you just mentioned, you know, the, their bottom. What, do you, what is their actual bottom, you think, this year? Like, what would be the bottom? Obviously, let's not say you know, t- is 0 and 10 no, or whatever no. it is. That's, you know, that's never, obviously that's... That's never in play for a Badger team. <laughs> exactly. So for the Badgers football program, for 2021 season, 
And again, what's the bottom? So let's go ahead and mention the first four games right now, which is um, Penn State, Eastern Michigan, uh, Notre Dame at Soldier Field, and then Michigan. So those that's the toughest part of the schedule right there. And then after that, we got, I think after that, the toughest game will be Minnesota. Um, possibly Iowa for homecoming, but we, who knows? What do you think their bottom is? Missing a bowl. Yeah, I think five that's wins good. and missing that's a bowl, right? Right. That's right. Yeah, it's sad yeah. to say and it's <laughs> sad to think about because when when's the last time that happened? Like uh, before Brett Bielema, I mean, For maybe sure. Brett yeah. Bielema, but I, you know, I don't remember the last time they missed out on a bowl. I mean, all you need is six, right? Yeah. That that I would say that's a bottom. That that that, that I I would say that's a bottom. For sure. That would be extremely disappointing. Extremely. Because again, let's just be honest here. We should beat Purdue. We should beat we, we, we should beat Iowa. We should beat Iowa here at home game for homecoming. We should we should beat uh who else is on our schedule? I think we got Indiana. I think we got Indiana. We should beat Indiana, of course. Well that's three right there. But Come Indiana on. Indiana was like, really good last year. Do they come back down to earth? That's true. They, it's true. They were throwing that thing last year. They were throwing the heck at that ball. I mean, until their quarterback tore his <laughs> ACL, like they were right. looking like the second best team in the Big Ten. They were. And their defense, sure, their defense gave up a lot, but they were like a bend don't break kind of a defense. They gave that Ohio is... State all they could handle. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to sneeze there real quick. Let me check real quick. Let me pull up the schedule real quick, so, um, just to get the last part of that. That's yeah. That's a very. Very interesting question because it, we know, got it, Army, yeah. we got Army, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska. I mean, yeah, I cannot disagree with you on that. That's the bottom for sure. If we don't make a bowl, <laughs> all right, for sure. Well, real quick, I kind of want to talk about the Minnesota Ohio State game. Yes, that's what I wanted to move to next. Was the beginning yeah. of college football, which was the big. Big Ten opener as well. Let's let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Minnesota obviously defended their home field against the Buckeyes. So Buckeyes had to travel to Minnesota, obviously, to play. And this is the beauty about college college sports. Uh, you know, you you know there's young cats on the team, and you don't know how they're going to play, how they're going to perform. Ohio State's new quarterback C.J. Stroud obviously is filling big, big shoes with Fields being gone. Um, and then obviously prior to Fields was JT Barrett. I mean, Ohio State has been fortunate of having some really great dual threat quarterbacks. So no one really knew how Stroud was going to play. Right. Minnesota side of the ball, obviously everyone knows Muhammad Ibrahim. Ibrahim, knowing that he's a really good Ibrahim, knowing that he's really good at running the football, um, this team does a really good job of running pro-style offense. That's just what they're doing right now, and it's working very well for them. Uh, so th- those were the big, those were the keys going into the game. Now, first half, Stroud, man. Stroud did not do well. Um, did not do well at all the you first half. Pressure? And, you think it was anxiety? First game? I jitters? do. I do, because at, at the time, I didn't think that, but he came out in the second half, and, and he was completely different. Night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Completely different, he, which is why they sophomore. Is that what you said? Sophomore or is he a freshman? 
He might be a freshman. I, I, either way, this is his first, you right. know, year of 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 playing. Um, again, college we don't know red shirt, all that jazz. Um, but he struggled in the first half. Second half, he really did a great job of turning it around. Um, but again, just a quick quick takeaways from the game. We know Ohio State. We know how they play. We know they plug it plug and play. That's just what they do. Their system yeah. churns out athletes. Um, their just biggest question mark was how Stroud was going to play, which he did well in the second half, which is why they went on to win forty something, whatever it was. Um, but also Ibrahim getting injured, the running back for the Gophers, was obviously helped out the Buckeyes as well. Minnesota, man, Minnesota looks like a really good football team. Yes, fast. I mean, here's they, the thing: they were last year. Exactly. They were playing fast. And when I say fast, I'm not just saying, oh, wow, he's, you know, this straight line player or whatever. He's running super fast from, you know, mm-hmm. to the 15 yard mark. That's not just all of it. Obviously, that's a big part. Fast. When I say fast, it's like these guys are firing on all cylinders. Like they're, 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 they're play calling. They're setting up their play action there. And obviously, that does help when you have a dominant running back. But the way that they were just firing on all cylinders from the play call to the quarterback play, running back play, offensive line, the receivers was like, okay, this looks like a this looks like a different team than than historically speaking about the 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 gopher since like Lawrence Maroney. Was that his name? Maroney? Yeah. <laughs> when he was the running back. Right. I mean this uh this team looks fast, man. From they, they did not look like a Big Ten football team. Hmm. I'll be the first. I'll, I'll that's, even say that. That's big praise. <laughs> I mean, that's what PJ Fleck, right. <laughs> Fleck is a good coach. He was right. a really good coach at Western Michigan. Came over. He has his acronyms. He has his row the boat. Like, <laughs> is it annoying? Yes, it is. Very, it is very. But I can see why you'd want to play for him, and I could see his scheme, like his players. The past few years, Minnesota football has played really well. Yeah. So you could see him stacking those successes. Rondale Moore, someone who came from uh, Minnesota who could have some success, increase recruiting, right? Right, right, right. You know, if they, and he's very quick and very fast, (laughs) not something that you kind of expect from a Minnesota team. That's what I'm saying. So if they replace him, saying. like you're saying, like I did not get a chance to watch it because obviously I have a lot going on right now. Uh, but right. I saw some of the highlights and Ibrahim best. Ibrahim, you know, monster. Thirty carries in the in the third quarter, like, <laughs> bro was going to get fifty carries, and who knows what the outcome could have been. So if Ibrahim does, if Ibrahim for sure. If Ibrahim stays healthy, I think Ohio State still wins, but they only win by one score because it was just a shoot. It was just a shootout. It was coming down to who would just have the ball last, and just and knowing Ohio what, State. 30, it was thirty for one sixty-eight or something like that. That's what I'm saying. If if yeah, if he stays yeah, if he stays healthy, it's it's same outcome. Meaning there's going to be an L in their column. But a very uh, the game would have been a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they had no answer for him. They had zero answer. Ohio State's D line right now is the biggest question mark for Ohio State. Stroud, that is he crazy only put for an Ohio State he, team right. He only put one half together. So 
half of a question mark, if that makes any sense. But the biggest question mark, complete question mark, right now, post-game, a day after, is Ohio State's D-line. And so right now, I'm currently thinking, okay, if I'm a running back right now in the Big Ten, we know Ohio State's going to be on the east side. They're going to be in the Big Ten championship game. We know it's going to be Ohio State. So if I'm on the west side right now, and it was obviously Ibrahim before he got injured, that being Minnesota Gophers on the west side with us Badgers. If I'm on the west side as a running back, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that Ohio State's struggling right now with their D line. I'm licking my chops. I'm licking my chops this season. Licking my chops. And granted, who who knows if Ohio State will be on the other side, but I, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to be <laughs> on on the other side, uh, waiting to see who's going to who's going to lead the lead the way on the west side to meet them in in Indy. <clears throat> so, if I'm running back right now and I'm going to go up against Ohio State, I'm licking my chops. Hundred percent. So it was a fun start to the Big Ten season. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football. There's some good games. What do you think the NFL has in store for us next week? We're a week away from NFL football. Yeah. We're we're looking at Green Bay. Obviously, they look, you know, we don't know how they look because they rested their top 30 players the entire preseason. The only person who's going (laughs) to get significant playing time who played on the offensive side of the ball is A.J. Dillon. And then you had, you know, who who did you have after that? I mean, um, you know, on defense, see what we have at corner with between Stokes and King. That'll be an interesting battle all year. Um, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for this team. Uh, their cuts weren't too surprising. I was a little surprised that they kept Sternberger. Thought they'd move off of him at tight end. Um, I was a little surprised. yeah. You guys still got Tanya Tanyan, right? Tanyan Robert is be the starter. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Sternberger's like he's more of one of those receiver athletic tight ends, and then okay. Tunyon is more of your prototypical can block, not not as good as Mercedes Lewis, which is why you have Mercedes Lewis. But True. you have Degora. It'd be interesting if he stays healthy. It'll be really interesting to see what he does. Um, so with Sternberger, when he comes off his suspension, maybe he's gone, maybe not. We'll see. But, uh, you know, moving on from their punter, that was really the only surprise that I saw because they drafted him a couple years ago. He's had yeah, the kid out of uh, Alabama. Yeah, and he went to he went to Mullen High School in Colorado. Uh, J.K. Scott. So My, my son's, son's mother super, went there. <laughs> super inconsistent, especially for as big of a leg as he has. Just couldn't – every time he booted it deep, yeah, keep the hang time on. And he was out kicking his coverage. So Packers make a trade, get Rams punter. And yeah, he looked good in the preseason. We'll see how he looks come the first game of the season if he gets a chance. You guys got the Saints, right? So Saints first week in Jacksonville. That's right. They did move it. That's right. Did you hear what the Saints front office did when they were trying to figure out where to move the game? Mm. The Saints front office... Googled airline tickets from Green Bay to three different stadiums, and whichever stadium had the most expensive tickets is what they went with because they think that Green Bay fans won't travel to Jacksonville if the tickets are too expensive. Little do they know, Wisconsin has 
of retirement population in Florida that is very, very sizable. And you just made a lot of their, uh, you know, oh, yeah. summers because you got a, got a, a Green Bay Packer game there. So you're still going to see a large contingent, but, uh, you know, our hearts are out to everybody in Louisiana, of course. uh, Mississippi, of course, anywhere who's been in the path of Ida, the Northeast, you know, we were looking at Pennsylvania, New mm-hmm. Jersey, New York, stay New York safe, team, yeah. stay safe, everybody <clears throat> do your best to keep your family safe. And then, you know, we'll collect pick up the pieces afterwards objects can be replaced people cannot so um uh, good luck out there and you know our hearts are with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we have this packers movement you have to talk about the packers now you have to be a fan oh right what right do you think of what we got so far i think that lafleur is gonna get really creative this year i'm excited to see I think Aaron Rodgers is in a really good place. I think the entire team is in a really good place. Uh, Bakhtiari's on the pup for six weeks. Good. Right? Get healthy. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So He'll be fine. It's almost like everybody to be healthy. Like, you know, I want good football. I want everybody to be healthy. I want everybody to be safe. Be happy. Except for Bears fans. You know. Exactly. Um, I think when it comes to the Packers it's in my opinion it's the same team same team um as they were last year it's just when i talk about the packers this year it's more so i'm thinking about the other teams in that division because when we talk about the packers again this team does a great job of getting to the door knocking on it but not walking through Yep. That meaning they get to the NFC championship mean, and they and they don't Do you mean the other teams <laughs> in the division or the other teams in the conference in the division, in the division. Um, obviously, Detroit? obviously not the, not not the Lions. Let's say not the Lions. I'm 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 worried. I'm wor- I'm worried about you guys. I'm worried about you guys with the with the with the Bears. I really am. I'm really worried about you guys. You with know, the Bears. Andy Dalton is starting at quarterback and Matt Nagy's not for long, coach, right? Yeah, not for long. So Dalton has one mistake. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him a couple mistakes. I by ga- by week by week six. By, by week five, by week five, I, I guarantee it feels will be starting. Bears guarantee fans it. are hoping you're right. Bears fans are definitely. I guarantee right. it. I can't believe after the way Fields guarantee played it. in the preseason that uh, they went with Dalton. Exactly. But it, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. And that's what I'm saying. Nagy's making poor choices, with... especially after seeing <laughs> Belichick moving on from Cam Newton and starting uh, Mac Jones. Like, and they had similar preseasons. I can't believe he didn't go with Fields, but you know that's why Matt Nagy's the coach of the Bears, and he's not the coach of the Patriots. Right. That's that's the thing. And that's the thing. I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried about you guys against the Packers or the Bears, just mainly because obviously it's Fields. Fields again. It's still preseason. You can't say this player is going to be great just because of what he did in preseason. Preseason is different. Defenses don't show all that they have. But obviously, just knowing how Fields played in college, and then still seeing how he played in preseason. I think that's going to present you guys with some problems, mainly because Fields is that true dual quarterback, that does, true dual. You guys haven't really faced that in your guys' division in, in, in I mean, Stafford, X amount of years, uh, Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't even count as a true no. dual. Um, 
So I think that with Field is going to present some problems. Here's, um, I think for the pack. Although you guys have a really good defense, I still think I, I think Fields is going to be a really good player. Um, if I had to make a, if I had to say, is he going to be good or bad? I would. I'm going with this. This kid's going to be good. Does Justin Fields remind you of Deshaun Watson? And not necessarily play, not necessarily play, but uh, how when Deshaun Watson left college, he was highly decorated, a really good quarterback, but people kind of were down on him a little bit. He got drafted. They were. Then, you know, he fell mm-hmm. a little bit in the draft, looked really good in the preseason, then goes on to beat Deshaun Watson. Right. That's kind of how I feel about Justin Fields. Like, they – you know, somewhat like, oh, was he lucky in these games? Like every big game, Justin Fields balled out. Every big game, he was he's always a good, there. Um, he's good. He's a good player. Goes to the preseason, balls out a little bit. <laughs> you know, they didn't start Watson right away. They went back. They went to him after a few. That's how I feel. The Justin Fields is very comparable. Oh, to so him. his trajectory, the journey, the journey his. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking immediately, obviously, once you said. You know, does he remind you of? I think Watson's a little. You know, Watson's always been a little more, a little bit more accurate, and maybe a little bit less athletic, which is saying a lot because Deshaun Watson's mm. obviously athletic, right? But but yeah, I, I think Fields, his, and I, it's it's hard to disagree with you on that. Um, it really, really is. But ho- hopefully, the Bears don't don't do what Houston did with Watson and and, and just try to flush down the year. Literally flushing years of their play down down the season, or excuse me, down the drain. It's, it's the Bears. It's, that's what they're going to do. But I, when I think of Fields, when I think of his athleticism, who I would compare him to, um, for some reason he reminds me of Russell Wilson. He really does. For some reason. Mm. For some reason he does. Mm. Um, even sometimes the way he runs reminds me of Russ. And and. I'm assuming he's a little taller than Russ. Um, he's a lot taller than Russ. Yeah, how tall he's is like Fields? Six, four. He's that tall? Yeah, I don't think he like was a, up he's there. He's like huh. a prototypical build. Nice, nice. So I think that that's a problem, man. And again, I, I when I when I talk when I when I think on the Packers again, this is the this he's is a six three really this is a six three what the Packers is a really good football team, and obviously the whole Aaron Rodgers crap that was going on. Rodgers is back. This team is, and this is most likely Aaron Rodgers last year. This team's going to be on fire, but we cannot forget about the Bears. Obviously, the Lions are going to be the Lions. The with with golf up there, I don't think that's going to be much of a difference. Um, Kirk Cousins and them at the at the Vikings, they they'll find a way to to screw up their season. Um, I still just don't think they have all the pieces yet. I said the Bears, this, I think, did a really good job. The I Bears did a really good Twitter, job. Somebody asked us where we saw the NFC North shaking out. I said, I think it's going to be a really boring year. It's going to be pretty standard, you know, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. They said they were a big Lions fan. Obviously, you know, Lion at heart, big, big friend of ours. Right, right, right. um, Is there too. But I think that there is a chance that the Lions could win seven or eight games. And the way that that happens is if the Vikings – Fold like they did last year, but even more. They go, they lose a lot of games. Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. They win four, three, four games. 
I think the Lions take that, and all of a sudden, they're third, Vikings fourth, Bears step up to second, and uh, I I could see that happening. I could see the Lions' defense being good enough. I could see the Lions' offense playing a lot better than people realize, and you sneak out a few more games than you should. Because when you get to one-score games, when you get to like three points or less games, that's when luck is involved. With you get the ball at the end of the game, and you have a chance to right. And that was the Packers two years ago. Last year it wasn't, but the Packers two years ago did have that luck on their side. Last year they took care of business. The one place the Packers can improve, and I think that this is very underlooked, is big plays, and with MVS uh, and MVS being a little more consistent, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. If he can be a little more consistent with his catches, that offense could be even scarier this year. Well, yeah, I think you take, I mean, you take that deep threat and MVS is catching some of those balls he dropped last year that were guaranteed touchdowns. Mm. Well, that's the the top off the defense, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, essentially what the Packers need. I think to make that jump, to walk through that door, to get into the Super Bowl is, yeah, they need a second receiver to be more consistent. They need to take a little bit more pressure off of Adams. <laughs> um, second receiver has got to step up and just be consistent. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And their defense and I think that's going to happen. Too. Their defense has a lot of room to improve, so that could also be a possibility. So here's my question, talking Packers. To me, it's not so much the division. You like Chicago. And I, I want to say why, sure. though, real quick, before you get into it. So I'm looking at the Vikings' schedule, mm-hmm. and they got a pretty tough schedule. Now, they got – and this, just, 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 just give me this real quick. So they got, they got the Bengals week one. They should beat the Bengals. But then they got turn right around. The Bengals are – they could be okay. <laughs> you know? I, I was, There's I a was lot still of saying, bad teams last year where I'm like, they could be 500 this year. I, I still think I, the Vikings still – should get them. They still should get them. The Vikings okay. should. Then they turn around and have to play the Cardinals. They're losing that game. Then they got to turn around after that game and play the Seahawks. They're losing that game. Then they got to play the Browns. If the Browns wake up on the right side of the bed, they're losing that game. Then they got the Lions. That's a toss-up. We don't know. Then they got the Panthers. They should beat the Panthers. Cowboys. Is it? Where are they playing? <laughs> they're playing in Minnesota. They should beat the Cowboys. I agree with that though. They should beat the Cowboys. They should. They should. They should. But then they got the Ravens. Then they got the Chargers. Then they got the Packers. Then they got the 49ers. <laughs> then they got the Lions again. See, toss up. Then they got why, the Steelers. Also, I could just see it. <laughs> like, I could see that this year, it just, it's not it. And you start to not be able to, like, sometimes when they're the coach not. talks, when you, when you have the yeah. same personnel and the same head coach for such a long time, sometimes things start going in one ear and out the other. You right. Know, Bill Belichick is the exception, not the rule. Mike Tomlin is the exception, not the rule. Right. Um, so it's going to be, not it'll gonna be win. interesting. It'll be very interesting. Right. I could see it happening. I could see this being the year that the Vikings stumble badly. Dude. Um, they got, look, listen to this stretch. 
Ravens, Chargers, Packers, 49ers, then they got the Lions, but then they come back and play the Steelers, Bears, Rams. Uh, Rams will be uh, Rams defense is going to no, give them some work. The thing is, the Rams <laughs> offense is going to be better because you got Matt Stafford. True. That defense, I'm just that defense enough. too. That defense. So, when you talk but, to Packers in my opinion, you're talking how are they going to stack up in the NFC? The NFC is well, as a whole, stacked. As a whole, is is there are pretty nice. about four really, really good teams in the NFC, not including the Packers. <laughs> so, where do you 49ers, think the Packers Seahawks. stack up as far compared to those teams? Like, if you had to rank the top five teams in the NFC, where are you putting the Packers? And give me, give me your position. I'll, I'll start. Second for behind the 49ers. That's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I have 49ers number one this year. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they go to Trey Lance like a, in exactly. like week five. That's easy. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, I think the 49ers it. are top. They have every single position has a really has a, a good player in it yeah. for the 49ers. And if they stay healthy, the only so, thing yeah, that I would 49ers worry about Packers. is their defensive backfield. And even then, their front seven is so good that it may not matter. Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's gonna be there's they coverage sacks. Yeah. The coverage I can never coverage sacks or or what no, they're gonna, gonna be. It's gonna be sack interceptions is what it's gonna be. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be pressure. Right. It's gonna be pressure coverage right. is what it is. So that's what like, it is. That's, that's easy. What, that's what it was in the playoffs last year for Tampa Bay. That's why Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Sure. It was not their secondary, it was their pressure that they were putting in. Shaq. Shaq and uh JPP. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I got 49ers and, and, and Packers and then Seahawks. You have Tampa Bay four? The C, now it's getting, it gets interesting. It gets interesting quick when you say. I don't know why. Else. I don't even know why that that is, I'll admit it. I completely brain fart right there. Right. You forgot Buccaneers. I, that was a brain fart. Um, but I still keep the, the two, the top two, the same. Yeah, that was my error right there. Number th- number three would be Bucks. Yeah, so yeah, I'd go, yeah, yeah. 49ers, Buccaneers, Packers. Oh, you got Packs at third, and then I would go with I still got them in second. Washington, and then Seattle. That's my top five in the NFC. And the with the Packer, anybody, any of those top five could take over the top slot with a couple couple players stepping up. Washington's I mean, defense is going to be, dude. You want to talk good, about pressure? They're 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 okay, but they still haven't put it together yet. They're the team that played the Buccaneers the best. They almost if they didn't have a fifth string quarterback, they beat the Buccaneers last year. They're just so, they're so quiet over there. They are. That they're Washington so quiet. football team is so has quiet. a lot of studs, and especially on that right. defensive side of the ball. Like, don't be surprised. For real, I st- I still would go. I respect your order. Me, yeah. 49ers, Packers. Even though obviously we know the Bucks won, I still think the Packers are a better team. I really do. Um, 49ers, Packers, Bucks, Seahawks, Washington team. Yeah, that's how I have my top five hmm. of the NFC. Yeah, I Seahawks. Dude, I still like, think there's like seven or eight teams that are like they're scary in the NFC. I mean, we didn't talk about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are very good. Cardinals, of you course. Know, 
Cardinals, of course. I mean, the addition of J.J. And Watt, I mean, who knows? You can, never, you can never count out the Saints either. Even though the Saints lost a lot and you're not sure about their offense, like Sean Payton right. is a creative genius. He's the original. And then you got the Rams. Like, See, my thing bro, is – I. This- the NFC is looking really good, but here's the th- with with the Saints. I I I think Jameis is a good quarterback. I do, but and if you do even look at his stats, I mean this guy's got some pretty good stats for his age. Um, obviously not the inter- interception column, but some pretty good Since stats. Might My- was a legend. Right. I just think that Jameis. I can't see him doing it for 17 weeks. That's just the thing. I don't see consistent. I don't see consistency with him. I don't. Not yet, at least. And and I say yet because, you know, growth is still something we're all chasing. So I just don't see consistent 17-week play for him. And granted, you don't see that with most players. Yeah. But you do see that with Aaron Rodgers. You do see that with... The Brady's, and I'm not saying he has to go out there and try to play like Aaron Rodgers. I just don't see Jameis leading a team in a tough conference <laughs> to the championship, and that being their the AFC the championship. I don't see it. Mm-mm. The thing he I has don't. going for him, though, is that con- that division ain't. That's true. That's Who true. Else is there, I mean, that is true. They, so you have a chance, but. Yeah, I like Jameis. I'm excited to see what he'll do, especially with Sean Payton. But ain't we like watch Bruce Arians is a slouch, right? So that's that's very true. I think teams need to really in the AFC side of the football. I was just gonna go there. Maybe so watch out for those Titans. About that, about the <laughs> NFC. Let's switch over to the AFC. Obviously, <laughs> you got your Broncos hat on. Right. The AFC champion Denver Broncos. Who do they have to watch out for? And was there any surprising cuts there? We could start there. Surprising cuts, I think, would be um, what was his name? Running back. He wore. Well, oh, gosh, Royce what was Freeman. his name? Thank you. That was a that. surprising. That was surprising because he averaged four yards a carry. I, that's really. Every time that's he really got a good. Chance, he showed <laughs> he had something like you. you all you expect for your running chance. back to get. You only need for your running back to get three yards a carry. That's it. If you average three yards a carry in the NFL, that's considered good. You are a consistent running back getting three car- three yards every single carry. He was averaging four, and they got rid of him. That surprised me because I think he's a very good, solid, consistent running back when it comes to getting three yards and then him getting in there for pass pro. Obviously, they see a lot in Williams. And felt that probably Williams can obviously do both, be that relief for Melvin, but then also be that third down back. So again, it's it's you know it's chess, not checkers. I understand it, but that was just a big surprise to me because My I think they're going to. Hopes you're right about Williams, right? I just think that we're going to. I th- I think we're going to need him. I think we're going to need a third back. We are, and I know you got that third and fourth back for practice squad, but he's been in the system long enough to understand what the Broncos are looking for. So that was surprising to me. Broncos, I think, as a whole, have to obviously got to watch out for the Chiefs. Um, Same division. Got to watch out for the Chiefs. Um, But obviously, outside of that division, 
obviously the AFC as a whole, you got the Ravens. You got the Ravens. The Steelers, of course, too, but I'm still not all the way sold on the Steelers just because Roethlisberger's on his last thing. Although they're hyping him up, saying, you know, he's lost this weight, looking the best he's ever looked. They pretty much say that look, every season. Look, that's what I was <laughs> for, this is, for Roethlisberger. This is the spring training. Like, big power <laughs> bat shows up, leaned out, like, never played better defense. He can hit a curveball this year. He hits two so balls in the first week, and everybody's like, he's changed. And then he can't hit a curveball the rest of the year. Like Right. So I, I think the AFC is a little tougher just because you got these teams. It's a little tougher to say who do I think is going to make it because you got the Browns, you got the Steelers, you got the Titans, you got obviously the Chiefs. You got these teams that can put 50 uh, in the blink of an eye. Um, not so much the, 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 the uh, Steelers, but those other teams, yeah. And so I think the AFC is a little bit more balanced in fairness as opposed to the NFC. NFC, so that's what, that's a little bit tough. What do what you think? What would be your top five in the AFC with the Broncos being number one, obviously? Yeah, well, even though I am a big fan, obviously, the Broncos, I, I still like to give good takes. Uh, I can't put my Broncos at one. Obviously, you got to put the Chiefs at number one um, in the AFC just because of their whole team's back and Tyreek and... Mahomes are looking like they're meshing even better than they had before. Um, Chiefs number one, Titans number two. Um, even though the Browns played well yet last year, that may be an anomaly. I can't, I can't put them as th- at third. I'll go Steelers third, Broncos fourth, Chargers fifth. That's all I want. Top five. You don't have to go any yeah. further. Just that right there. The Chargers, yeah. Chargers stay healthy one year, and you never know what's exactly. going to happen. When's the last time they stayed healthy? Five years ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. So yeah, my top five. I can't. I can't put the Browns in there, even though they're still a good team. But Baker's got to do it again. Do it one more time for me, Baker, and you guys are legit. Couple. <laughs> like, oh what do you got? Well, mine's going to be a little different than yours again, and we'll see what you think. So Chiefs won. Tell you beat them, they're going to be one. I'm going <sighs> Browns too. Okay. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't like, like it, but but I respect added, it. What though. they added in free agency is kind of what they were missing. You know, you get uh, Odell Beckham back. Right. Could be that big play guy, and Baker settles down a little bit and understands the offense a little bit more. Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a big factor. Like, um, I I'm interested, again, in that Cleveland team. And then, you know, I think that the Ravens are not healthy, and I'm worried about them not having a pass catcher again this year. Even if it is Mark Andrews, I just I'm worried about that team with J.K. Dobbins going down, and then you know you the big Dobbins did go down. Dobbins did. You had Mm. uh, Rashad Bateman. He's the one from Minnesota that we meant. Uh, That's who I meant before. Rondale Moore was from Purdue. My bad. I got you. Uh, I got you. Correcting ourselves mid <laughs> mid podcast. So they, oh, people need a people understand. Right? We, we we our knowledge only goes so far. We're gonna get some We're names mixed up. up when there's a lot but, of names rolling in your head, right? Yeah. So Rashad Bateman is hurt. You got Marquise Brown hurt, who has not been consistent. I'm worried about this Ravens team. I'm not putting them in my top five. Mm. Even I as mean, the reigning, not the reigning MVP, but recent reigning MVP. 
I'm mm. I'm not. Um, I'm going with Pittsburgh. I'm going As, with San Diego. Wait, start over. What's Pittsburgh is number three yep. for you? Number three? Okay. San, San Diego. Diego. If they stay healthy. LA. Man. Oh, sorry. You're right. LA Chargers. <laughs> Look at this. This is ridiculous. They change everything. I'm, I'm just, on us, I'm and they just messing us with you. Remember all this stuff, right? <laughs> and then, you know, and it's funny because you have the the Chargers and the Chiefs in the same division. And then you have the Raiders who are possibly be better this year, you know, under that, uh, the system. If that system gets mm-hmm. a little bit better on offense, you never know what could happen with that Raiders team. But then you got the Broncos. That I like are, The Broncos, yeah. they have the defense that could flip your record, which is what you have a lot. It's not Absolutely. necessarily your offense that flips your record. It's that defense that flips your record. Right. But that division is going to be solid. But for AFC teams, good division. here's a team that we did not talk about that actually should be number two. And they're going to be my number two. I'm knocking everybody down a spot. Buffalo. Houston? How did I forget about uh, Buffalo? I was gonna say Houston, Houston is going to compete for the worst team in the NFL. How did I forget about Josh Allen? Yeah. Jesus. That's what I'm like, but how did I forget about Wait, Buffalo? So you got, I got to redo mine. Kansas City, <laughs> Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, LA Chargers. And I do like Miami a lot too. And I said, who did I say? I said, obviously Chiefs, Titans. And I didn't put the Titans in my top five. I forgot my top five already. Let me let me redo my top five now. Yeah, because I, I don't know how I missed Josh Allen and them up there. And it's silly I did not put the t- Titans in my top five, but I'm not going to add them. I'm sticking with it. You know what? I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. But yeah, obviously, Josh Allen is... I actually, and I told you this, I think maybe off offline, that I actually have him as winning MVP this year. Yeah. That's a solid pick. Solid pick. Right. Was amazing <laughs> last year. Right. So. Right. I, I have him as MVP this year. Good for mm. Buffalo Bills fans. Right. So to close right. this show out, what do you anything else you wanna talk about? You want to talk about ESPN getting fooled? Or you just wanna you just wanna laugh about it on air? I'll just you be really quick Adam on that Schefter one. Schefter tweeting about the Packers <laughs> and all this stuff. He still hasn't tweeted Aaron Rodgers the starting quarterback of the Packers. I don't know if it's true yet or not. I mean, I'm just I'm Dude, waiting on it. I need I will we can be really quick on this so we don't get too long here, but with everything that's going on right now in America, with obviously the floodings from the hurricane to the fires in Cali, the pandemic to these, you know, just polarized political views that are creating so much animosity on social media, et cetera, all this, you know, we're, we're upside down in a sense in America. In the same breath, we have this fake high school program come out of nowhere, get prime time television slot on ESPN to play like IMG, which is a well-known, you know, program img academy they do actually a lot of stuff training all sports all the above i mean this is one of the top of the top how with the head coach having an active warrant out for his arrest a lot of the players on this team this is bishop sycamore obviously we're talking about here were well over the age of of high school (laughs) a lot of the players didn't have their names listed on the roster 
How? How, RJ? RJ, it took me less than two seconds to check if they were a real team or not. It took I me honestly, two seconds on Google. I don't it took know. me two seconds on Google. How does that go through so many different hands and, and the the editor checking it out before they publish it or whatever? Give it to the person who's gonna, you know. Like, hey, what are the what are the advertisements we got for this game? You know, oh, there's Sprint. Oh, there's there's McDonald's. There's how, all these people had to see this name, Bishop Sycamore, and not one person was like, wait, who, who the hell Where? is Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> Where? Like, so yeah. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, man. I mean, I and I threw I, I did all that backstory, obviously, to share what we're going through right now, which there's no secret. We all know what we're going through right now as a country, but just that on top was just like the this really might be a twilight zone we're we're living in right now. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, we need that matrix <laughs> to snap back here anytime now. Deja vu. How, RJ? I don't know. You don't yeah, he didn't care. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So what does that happen on ESPN? Right. Not PBS or something, which PBS is great, of course, for public education. I love it, research. but that's so true. That was actually a bad take right there because PBS, they are investigative reporters on that. That's, that's like all they do for education. <laughs> so, but anyways, I don't understand how that happened. Thank goodness they were caught and that's all taken care it's, of. But that funny. is some funny stuff i was dying laughing <laughs> good for him is he considered a goat that picture i got of him i gotta show this picture real quick and i'll let you i know you gotta get going so to let me wrap show. it up we you know we're on taf keg sports talk wisconsin sports in general <laughs> he's the goat <laughs> wow oh good on my you. gosh good on you so we talk Wisconsin sports and everything in between. Um, Indeed, we do. Check out our mental health and recovery podcast on Sunday mornings, recording at 9 a.m. on YouTube and uh, all podcast services. You can find us at Untap Keg on all social media. Where can they find you, Mons? You guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28. You guys can find me on Instagram at Monte Ball. <clears throat> Obviously, our Untap Keg page as well. Send us topics, questions. All of the above will most definitely read it and uh, try to accommodate your requests to the best that we can. Um, where can they find you, RJ? You can find me at it's Trickster, I-T-Z, the I is a one in Trickster. And you know what? Let's have a fun weekend because there's a lot of good sporting events coming out. And catch Monte Ball on indeed, ESPN indeed. Madison 100.5 for some Badger pregame and postgame. And you know what? I'm excited. I'm proud of you. I, I'm glad that Appreciate this is it, happening. Man. And you just go out there and kill it like you have been. So Appreciate it, man. Wish you, wish you were staying. <laughs> yes.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.